1: It's Friday, March 24th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes from Goodyear, Arizona. Paul, uh, the Guardians last night uh, really took care of business against the uh, Giants split squad out in Scottsdale. A uh, nice win for Cal Quantrill. Uh, what would you see from uh, Quantrill, who you know up until this point in spring training hadn't looked very sharp.
0: Yeah, Quantrill was, you know, on point, Joe. He, you know, 17 straight outs uh, before he finally walked a guy in the sixth inning. Um, you know, good splitter, good velocity. Um, you know, five strikeouts, one walk, no hits. He was he was at the top of his game, Joe, and he really needed this start. Like you said, you know, he had he, he had this was his fourth spring training start, not counting the start against. Uh, against Great Britain for Canada in uh world baseball classic. And he had you know he had kinda he'd struggled in all four, especially in the WBC. So uh this is a big one for him. He said he finally just started to pitch to his strengths. You know, he's been working uh on uh you know he's been he's been you know I guess, you know, experimenting a little bit, trying a lot of different things. He's had, you know, he's been working out for two months now to get ready for the WBC and spring training. And last night he he just decided, hey, if the new toys don't work, I've just got to pitch. I You know, we're getting, you know, it's time to uh, kind of uh, just uh, do what, pitch to your strengths, you know, get early contact and go from there.
1: And And so often we hear Tito talk about, uh, you know, when it comes to spring training and, it t- and talking about numbers and performances and that kind of stuff, especially for the veteran guys, uh, having them feeling good about themselves or in a good place where they're they're feeling good, even if the numbers don't reflect it. Uh, right now, what 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 Quantra really, really needed was a start like this, so that he's feeling good about himself entering his maybe his next start before uh, you know it, it, how does it time out? Is he? was this his last start before the season or is he going to be, have one more before uh the regular season starts
0: well it's interesting joe because i'm i'm not sure how they they're going to set up this rotation if he you know if he stays in line he would start tuesday the last uh spring training game but uh you know and i don't know i mean you've got to you know you could also uh you know so he he could start tuesday but do you want to bring him back you know earlier than that it against uh Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, Wednesday's the off day. Then you got Thursday, you know, four straight against Seattle starting on Thursday. So it, you know it 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 depends who's gonna be the second starter. We know Bieber's going to uh, start on um start on Thursday and then uh you've got a variety you've got uh you've got a couple options for uh, you know that that Friday game, one of them is Plissac,
1: right? And you know you want to set it up so that you're during the regular season you want it set up so that Bieber would would follow somebody who you're you're worried about if they go short because you know Bieber can can give you a few more innings and and that way uh, you know would save your bullpen on on back to back nights. But you know that's for that's for. Tito and the mathematicians to sort of, uh, you know, work that out uh, and and get it together. Uh, But like I said, like I was trying to the point I was trying to make there was uh, the more outings like this, that Quantro can get himself feeling good about himself coming out of the end of spring training. You know, the the messy starts and the you know, the 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 World Baseball Classic outing and and that kind of thing. uh, That's in the rearview mirror, I think. And and, uh, a good thing uh, coming out of this is, you know, 17 straight outs, that's a feeling that he can carry into the the, the regular season more than any stats or numbers can, uh, you know, make a difference for him.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. This is how, you know, what, what kind of control he had uh, last night, Joe. He had uh, two pitch clock violations called against him one against Wade that that put the count at 3-2, and one against our old buddy uh, Roberto Perez that put the count full as well. And on the very next pitch, he came back and struck struck both batters out. So he was on top of his game. You know, after the game, Terry Francona said, you know, said Quantrill really needed that you know it, it it looked like it allowed him to take a deep breath and like you said relax and and go into the uh, regular season with with a clear mind uh
1: the other thing that was uh was needed and a a welcome sight uh for cer- uh, for certain was uh the offense banging out 14 hits uh s- or scoring 10 runs uh you know the shutout is nice the 10 nothing shutout is nice but Uh, seeing Quan two for three and uh, Rosario two for three with a home run. Jose Ramirez, two for four. Uh, Josh Naylor, two for four. Oscar Gonzalez, two for four with a double and a home run. Uh, But uh, it really looks nice when Josh Bell uh, gets up there and crushes a three-run home run, uh, gives him four RBIs in the game. And, and, you know, this offense looks uh, like it could, you know, do some damage when when it hits like that. Yeah, Joe, it's been <clears throat> kind of a quiet spring for the offense when you
0: think about it. But, you know, they've got, you know, you've got guys like uh, Naylor and, and Quan and Arias, uh, Ramirez, uh, Straw, even, and, and, hitting well over uh, 300 but they haven't scored a lot of runs until uh they've only had I think this is probably only the second time this spring they've they've scored double digits in, in runs so uh you know Frank Connell mentioned that last night and said this is you know we we got to play our game uh, you know, uh, Thursday night. They they ran the bases. They went first to third. Uh, you know, they hit doubles. Uh, you know, th- they hit a couple balls out of the park. So, you know, he was excited about that. And uh, this is a good sign, I would think, for the offense.
1: Yeah, all around uh, sort of a, a good day for um, for them offensively. Uh, again, the, the home runs that we've seen Josh Bell hit this spring have all been tape measure jobs. Now, obviously, there's, you know, the... Arizona factor there, uh, spring training with the, the high skies and the thin air and all that. But, uh, is, is he going to like hitting in Cleveland when he, uh, when he gets here? Yeah, I think so, Joe, maybe not so much in uh, April and
0: May, but when it warms up and that jet stream starts going to, uh, you know, right center field, I think he's going to enjoy it a lot, but he crushed that ball last night in the first inning. There's a bar outside, uh, you know, way back of the right field fence, at uh, Scottsdale Stadium, and he hit it off the roof of that. I mean, it's this ball looked like it went straight up in the air. It looked like a pop up when it left the bat, but it just it almost never came down. And you know that was that was after Guan singled and
1: uh, Ramirez singled. So you know that's just what they're looking for in this offense. Uh, before the game, the uh, Guardians announced a couple of moves on the roster. Uh, they optioned Xavier uh, Curry uh, to Triple A and they uh, reassigned Nick Mikolachik to the minor league camp. Uh, Mikolachik was pretty much a foregone conclusion because of his uh, injury to his elbow, which uh, you've got a little bit of detail on uh, with that. Uh, And uh, Curry, maybe not a surprise, but uh, sort of a strategic move in terms of wanting him to be uh, stretched out in case they need him early on in the season for a, a spot start. Yeah, uh, definitely, Joe. Uh, Miko
0: is going out to – he's getting a second opinion on his elbow. He's going to visit uh, the Dodgers team doctor, the head physician there, uh, just to see if surgery is necessary. Um, And uh, Curry, you know, uh, Francona said he agonized over the move to send him to to option him to AAA, Uh, but I think they wanted him as an option, you know, to both start and relieve in case they need help in the pen but they really wanted to keep him stretched out Joe in case you know they run into some bad weather in April which is always a possibility as we saw last year and and uh, they have to play a doubleheader and they need you know a uh, you know a starter to pitch in one of those games in a doubleheader so they want to keep uh, Curry stretched out in case of that and then if they need help later on in, in the season or, or, you know, later on in April, uh, he might be able to help in the pen
1: as well. Yeah. You know, last time last year at this time, when, uh, they had had the, the short spring training and the, the pitchers weren't necessarily all built up as much. Uh, it might've been easier for, uh, you know, Curry to make the club just because they would have needed extra guys, depth guys to, to piggyback some starts, at least the first couple of times through the rotation, like they did. Uh, and and we saw that, uh, but, you know, right now you you wanna you want a guy who can get to, to sixty, sixty-five pitches or so uh in his his first outing and uh you know and be stretched out like that. So uh having Curry and you know the other guy who's still on the roster right now is Hunter Gaddis. They're gonna have to make that decision, you know, whether they're gonna stick with the guy who's got the the starter background and the starter's length, or if they're gonna go with uh, uh the veteran in in Michael Kelly uh because it looks like uh, Tim Heron is, is, is pretty much, uh, in line to make a spot on the roster. Uh, even despite the, uh, the, the almost freak injury that he suffered.
0: Yeah, Joe, it's, it's come down to those two, you know, two of those three guys you mentioned, Kelly Heron or Gaddis are going to make the team. They're going to make, uh, you know, fill those two spots in the bullpen. Uh, and, herron Heron, you know, dodged a bullet on Tuesday uh, against the, uh, against the Dodgers, the bottom of the ninth inning, you know, he's standing, standing in the dugout, you know, just minding his own business. And one of, uh, uh, Cleveland's minor leaguers rifled a foul ball into the, uh, into the dugout It hit the back wall and then rebounded and hit him just above the left elbow. You know, And uh, that's his money arm, that's his, that's, uh, you know, he's a left hander. So, you know, you kind of cringed, he kind of cringed. But he got some treatment. It hit him right above the elbow, so you know with no damage there. He had some soreness, but he said uh, everything was okay. So you know he still got a chance to make uh, make the bullpen. So that'd be ex- you know this will be a pretty exciting choice uh, coming a, bi- a big choice for uh, Francona coming down the stretch here. You know who's going to make it out of two, what the two who, who's going to make it out of those three guys? He's got two uh, two guys will make it. One guy will not.
1: Yeah and uh you sort of you know you can sort of read the tea leaves with it if if they want to take the easier route and not have to make a move on the 40 man roster uh in order to get one of those relievers on if if you know if the decision is to go with with Kelly then you have to cut somebody loose off the 40 man roster and there is there aren't a lot of uh places on that roster right now where you know there are guys that or maybe uh, that wouldn't get snapped up right away by another team if you wave them. Uh, It leads me to believe, you know, we, we talked as we, uh, as before we started recording here, uh, you know, maybe a Jason Billis was a guy who, that they, they acquired who, you know, they talked to and they, they like him They're they're working on some stuff with him. Maybe he would be inclined to, um, you know, take uh, an assignment to, uh, to AAA if they cut him off the 40 man roster uh, because he's, uh you know working through some stuff right now and might want to stay consistent with his routines and with the coaches but uh you, you know you never know with that uh it it all almost leads us to believe that uh there could be maybe some sort of trade similar to the Nolan Jones trade uh coming along down the uh down the line here yeah i mean joe they they've got some options they've got some decisions to make if you
0: go with kelly if you go with the, you know depending on what backup catcher you pick that's a non-roster guy as well and, uh, you know, in the outfield, you know, wh- what do you do? I mean, you can go with Palacios, who's on the 40-man, or you go with Quinn, who's who's a non-roster guy and would have to be added to the 40-man. So, you know, they've got a lot of balls in the air right now.
1: Uh, you know, one area where you can help is uh, is Cody Morris can probably be moved to the 60-day injured list, which would free up a, a 40-man roster spot for uh, for that. But you got to believe that's, that's the move that they're going to use to get a catcher on the roster. Uh, at, at least in the you know in the short term uh, right now, uh, but yeah, those are those are the moves that are that are sort of on the table. Uh, what what are your feelings uh, as far as the outfield uh, position goes, uh, Roman Quinn or Richie Palacios? Uh, you know, you said uh, Quinn uh, had a nice showing last night.
0: Yeah, Quinn uh, came in the game as a defensive replacement in left field and really made a nice catch. Uh, kept the no hitter going for Quantrill in the sixth inning. You know, I think Quinn is going to get this job, Joe. I think, uh, you know, he's he's, he's uh, you know kind of the perfect uh, you know extra outfielder. He's a veteran guy. He can run. He can play all three spots. Uh, he can sit, like we've said, you know, and still you know come off the bench and be fairly productive. You know, we we just don't you know we've seen Palacios you know uh, do well in that that pinch hitting role when he first came up last year and made his big league debut. But I would think, you know, Palacios is a guy that should have a chance to play every day and he's not going to get that in this, in this role, but you know, um, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But right now I think Quinn's got the job.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, uh, I, I would feel better about sitting Roman Quinn on the bench and sort of like just not, not giving him, as many at-bats at the major league level. And and I don't want to say watching him waste away there, but uh, if if that were Palacios in that role, you'd feel bad about it. You, you, whereas, you know, he could be down in Columbus, you know, playing every day and and not taking uh, at-bats away from somebody. Just, uh, I, I really think that Quinn is more suited to sitting on the bench and, you know, coming in to run. Also, also the fact that he can swipe you a base and, and Palacios is still, you know, not there in terms of speed. Uh, might be, uh, a, a, and also a deciding factor in that as well. Uh, so the uh, the bullpen looked pretty good last night. Uh, even though uh, De Los Santos came in, gave up, uh, gave up a hit, uh, Class A came in, gave up a hit, the, the bullpen looks like it's pretty much settled in. Yeah, Joe, the guy, you know, the six
0: guys that are, you know, that are guaranteed jobs, you know, Stefan came in, you know, he needed a good outing. He's, he's had a kind of a, a, a rough spring. So he pitches a scoreless inning in relief of Quantro De Los Santos, you know, gives up the hit, but still pitched. Well, Kelly gets the last out in the eighth. And class A, you know, has had a, a good spring. He gives up a hit in the ninth, but, you know, kind of, you know, in, in just to, uh, you know, he closes the door with the big lead with the 10 to nothing lead. So the pen I thought uh, did a nice job.
1: Yeah, and yeah, uh, you know, like like we said, same thing with uh, with Quantrill, and same thing with the uh, the hitters. As long as they're in a good place and feeling good about themselves, I think that's more important than you know the numbers or the runs that they give up right now. So yeah, that's uh, something to keep uh, keep an eye on. Uh, another night game uh, Friday night here. Uh, the Guardians are going to host the Cubs. Zach Plesac on the mound. Adrian Sampson will pitch for Chicago. Uh, the game will be on uh, Valley Sports Great Lakes. Uh, the uh, Guardians announced that Bally uh, Sports Great Lakes broadcast team is gonna gonna look a little different, not uh, not significantly different, but they've uh, they've made some changes uh, to the crew. They've they've added some uh, new faces on the the pregame rotation and uh, some new faces that will will show up in the booth uh, during the game, along with uh, Matt Underwood.
0: Yeah, Joe, that's, it's it's kind of that's kind of cool news. Uh, Pat Tabler, Chris Jimenez, and uh, Ellis Burks—you know, three former Indians that you know really popular players in Cleveland—you uh, know will be joining uh, you know the the broadcast and uh, you know and the pre and post game uh, you know uh, shows. So uh, nice move, and I'm I'm really uh, excited to listen to those guys. Uh, you know, Tabler was in Toronto forever. And, uh, you know, he, he's, you know, he's in a, a veteran guy. Uh, we've heard a lot of Jimenez on, uh, you know, M- MLB uh, uh, network, serious network. He's on there a lot. And Ellis Burks is a good dude. I, I'm glad to, uh, I'm glad he's back on the years. I think he's, you know, I always like talking, hitting with Ellis Burks.
1: Yeah, Jimenez, uh, Jimenez and Burks will be uh, sort of joining a rotation with Al Pulaski and Jensen Lewis to host the, uh the the pregame show and and Pat Tabler will sort of work his way in uh, on a few select games. I'm I'm guessing they're going to they're going to give Rick Manning a, a few uh, off trips, you know, so he won't have to make, uh, you know, all the all the trips, uh, road trips during the season. Tabler will fill in uh, in the booth with Matt Underwood. What's your uh, what's your best Pat Tabler story uh, from, from covering the uh, him uh, with the uh, with the Indians back in the 80s? Pat Tabler, you know the big,
0: the staff that that goes with Pat Tabler everywhere he went with the Indians was the guy could he, the guy was dynamite with uh, bases loaded. Joe, I think if you look at his career numbers, <clears throat> he might have hit over 400 with uh, with the uh, bases loaded, and uh, you know he he was like clutch with that. He was he was really really a good hitter. Uh, just you know. It just a natural hitter and uh just a great guy really good dude to uh, talk to and uh but he was dynamite with uh the bases loaded man
1: yeah, it should be a lot of fun uh to to see what he brings to uh the broadcast and to, to hear him uh you know we 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 love the guys who we uh, we hear on a regular basis, but it's always neat to to get a you know throw a change up every once in a while and 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 see what they've got. Uh, all right, that'll wrap it up for this week uh, with the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. A uh, couple more here before we're uh, we're all set and ready to to open the regular season. Are you ready for this, Paul? <laughs> ready or not, here it comes, Joe. Here, here it comes. <laughs> That's right. All right, Paul. We'll uh, we'll check in with you again from Goodyear on uh, Monday morning. All right, buddy.